100,000 apply. The FBI Academy is life and death. Only 1,200 get in. He's a total golden boy. You know the director himself wrote his recommendation? And one will become... A massive explosion rocked the city this morning. Our nation's greatest threat. Are you telling me you think one of these people is a terrorist? Priyanka Chopra stars in Quantico. Series premieres Sunday, September 27th, 10, 9 central on ABC. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Thank you for tuning in. This is the After Buzz TV Graceland After Show here talking about Graceland Season 3, Episode 13, No Old Tigers. Guys, we don't have anything special about this episode except for the fact that we have creator Jeff Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been like a year. Exactly a year, I think. It, it came in last finale. I think, yeah, it's been exactly a year. Yep. I was I was reaching out a little bit on Twitter throughout the season, but I know you guys have been so busy filming. I'm so glad that you reached out and asked to be on the show because I'm so Super excited to talk to you about this finale. Right, good. Stephanie good, Georgie good. looks especially excited. <laughs> I know. About There's wait, just wait, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Of course, as always, if you haven't already, go to after uh, YouTube.com/slash/AfterBuzzTV and subscribe. Go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. You can follow me at Stephen Lemieux and tweet me at their show. And joining me tonight is, of course, Stephanie Georgie. Hey, y'all. Oh, hey. And Megan Stecker. (laughs) Where can we uh, tweet you guys throughout the show? Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. And me at Megan Stecker, M-E-G-A-N-S-T-E-C-H-E-R. And then if you want to tell Jeff Easton how great of a job he did, you can go ahead and tweet him at Jeff Easton. Just just for the great job. Yeah, just for the great job. That's it, nothing else. Um, No recognition at all. All right, so... We're talking about season three, episode thirteen, which I decided not to take notes on because sometimes for finales you just really want to right. sit back and, and enjoy. And well done, you took nothing. I see. <laughs> Good job. I know I'm I'm pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, I think I've made enough. I think I've taken enough notes to make up for it. Oh, absolutely. But Besides, it's not like this is forgettable. So overall thoughts of just the episode so far for Megan, Stephanie. What do you think? I thought it was great, and I wasn't here last week to talk about last week's episode, and it was incredible. I tweeted about that all night last night. This was even better. I'm so happy about it. And I cried. I thought an amazing way to wrap up the season. What a great episode for Brandon, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love how we left it hanging in the end. (laughs) Oh, I know. Ah, And he cut his hair! Wow! Wow! I I immediately tweeted Brandon, and I was Mm -hmm. like, you've been wanting to cut that for like two years (laughs) now. No, no, longer than that. He Literally, I think when I auditioned, auditioned him for the pilot, he was like... Can I cut these? <laughs> like, one of these days. One of these days. He he was growing them for 15 years. Oh, wow. And the deal was, he said, I want to cut them, but I want to come, cut them on camera. So for everybody that keeps asking me, yes, he really cut those. That was real. 
And awesome. he really was growing them for a long time because if yep. all of you remember in the movie, uh, she's she's the man. They were just started and they were little, little baby dreads. <laughs> they were little baby ones. So that, uh, that tear was actually his tear of happiness for getting to uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first thing I asked him is I said, how, how does it feel? And he goes, my head feels five pounds lighter. Yeah. Which literally I think is about what those dreads weighed. So It, it had to have been. Yeah, so you notice he's got huge neck muscles from playing those rounds. <laughs> right? You don't, have to do, you don't have to do trap exercises. No. He just nods a lot. Yeah. He just nods a lot. Yeah, I agree with everything. Ask him yes or no questions for his workout. Okay, so before we break down the episode, I really just want to get all of our thoughts out of the way because it's just right fresh on our mind. Piece by piece, this has been one of the most solid years of Graceland it's ever had. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, yeah, I know that last year it finished with such a huge cliffhanger with Mike in the mm-hmm. hospital and things like that, which, as it is a good cliffhanger, it doesn't really, through all of the characters, have a strong finish to any of their arcs because sometimes you have to do that. Uh, this episode... What it did was it wrapped up all of the season one beginnings, the season two craziness, and what has been caused in season two, and where it left <laughs> off in season two. It wrapped all that up in a nice little nice right. little bow, so we can move the characters forward in new arcs for season four, mm-hmm. uh, except for Dale Jakes, which is the driving force behind. Hey, what's going to happen in season four? Yes. Yep. Love it. I think it's great. Everyone in Graceland is technically a criminal now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were before, but it wasn't as highlighted <laughs> as some would have said before. Um, I want to ask, like, when you originally had this concept, I know you said mm-hmm. you thought out, like, what, three or four seasons of the show? Right. Um, was it always kind of the plan by season, the end of season three to have the self-realization of how above the law they feel they've become? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple things going on there just to, I don't know if I want to defend the end of season two, but USA was doing the, we don't know if we're picking you up or not. So we thought, you know what, if we have like every single storyline just hanging out there, there's nothing resolved, <laughs> then how, you know they can't wrap it up in a two-hour TV movie. That was um, no, no joke, that was sort of the plan. So, you know, going into it this year we really said, let's try to do something that's a coherent whole and not get swayed at all by any Thing. Let's just try to do something that we want to tell, and you know, hopefully it'll happen. Because a lot of times, what happens is you get into the season, and you know, especially like on White Collar back in the day, we would be airing while we're shooting, and it's real tough not to like kind of react to people's reactions. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they didn't like that character. Maybe we should write him out or something. This year it was like, <laughs> no, we're just going to go. You know, at the beginning, people were like, Goosty, I don't know if I want to see this guy that many episodes, and we're like. What the hell? We're gonna do it. <laughs> and the same thing with uh, you know with with uh, with Ari. Like I think Ari's probably the best bad guy we've had. Oh, man, you know, he's incredible. He's, he's amazing, and you know Reese nailed it. But when we came into it, I remember uh, Reese who plays Ari. I met him on the day you know out in Florida. We're sitting there shooting, and he's staring at me. He doesn't have an accent at all. Oh, that's and what I wanted to ask. No, he so does not. To know. He's just a, he's just a you know like a white guy from the valley is what nice. he sounds like. <laughs> And he's talking to me, and he's like, yeah, so what, what are Armenians like? And I'm like, well, they have kind of a, and he just kind of stares, and he sort of processes, and, and, and I remember looking at Dan Shattuck, my number two, and going, we're, we're screwed, man. <laughs> I have no idea. He said what are Armenians like? Well, he's like, you know, I don't really No, that's know what I'm saying. That's yeah. how much... Yeah, he doesn't Work know. you put into it. Oh my god! And then you know he came in the next day, and you know I mean the first one of the first things we shot was when they go and uh, grab Sammy O'Shea and go you know cut out his kidney, and I mean he's a, he's electric in that scene, you know he's amazing. So we really got lucky with the guest cast this year, and so we just sort of you know said screw it, we're just going to go forward and hope to God it all works. Well, it's interesting, especially because I mean looking back on the season, it's hard to remember that. Everything was in one season. Yeah. You have the end of the Eric Valdez story, yeah. mm-hmm. and Lucy and Johnny, and all that. Right. They came in here, right? Yeah. You have yeah. Killing Sid Markham. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all of that. And then the second half of the season is all of this, and it really mm-hmm. feels like two 
entirely different seasons. Yeah, and it was kind of designed that way. I mean, we were really worried because, again, we'd carried so much forward mm-hmm. from season two, and we were like, oh, dear God, you know, how can we do this? <laughs> so the idea was really to give, give Briggs this storyline that would start. And that if you've never seen the show, you know, if you want to ignore the Johnny or the, you know, the, uh, you know, the page or any of those storylines, you could, but we'd give you one storyline with Ari and Briggs that you could just, like, kind of latch onto and go and not have to know anything about the show. Right. And so we were, the goal was to try to, like, dump those other storylines by episode five, which we did, and then start sort of fresh in this back half of the season. So correct. Two Perfect. seasons. Yeah. I didn't want to hog, I don't know if you guys had anything else to say. Um, one of the lines that probably encompasses the series as a whole so far is when Ari is talking to Briggs at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, when Ari calls Briggs a pretender. Right. And it's really an, in- it's a very interesting dynamic between the two characters because he says, I'm born into this. Yeah, actually. So you can see that as much as Briggs may pretend that he hates crime and everything, mm-hmm. he's so immersed in it, and he's gotta love doing what he does. Yeah. He was Odin. He was he was the best at something, mm-hmm. and a lot of people like being the best at something. Even Jake's talks about his story, and we'll get into Jake's favor from six years ago. But even Jake mm-hmm. says it really felt like Briggs had done this before. So it feels like Briggs has immersed himself in this kind of underground life from the start. He kind of trained himself to be a secret agent from a young age. It feels right. like. Um, but having a criminal tell you like you're just a poser, basically, <laughs> you know, you just you just want to be me, right? But you're not me, and then he shoots him in the face, right. of course. But I mean, I, I thought it was very telling to Briggs's character and kind of how, as much as Briggs understands Ari, Ari really understood Briggs once right. he realized who he was. Yeah, uh, just a little a little uh, trivia note there when uh, when when Ari starts spitting on Briggs, that was a total ad lib, and Daniel was not particularly happy about it, but. Uh, um, well, yeah. good for him. Props to him to keep oh, no, for keep going, oh, though. Oh my God, yeah, um, yeah. The, the two <clears throat> two guys together, I thought were great. But um, yeah, I think you kind of nailed it. Um, you know, I think I mentioned this before, but like Graceland was a real place. It was a real house in Manhattan Beach. And I, when I first heard about it, I went down and interviewed some of the real guys, and they were telling me about you know undercover work. In particular, you kind of lose yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's very hard to kind of walk that line between being, you know, you're a good guy or a bad guy, and you're so immersed with these guys who are real dark, bad guys. But most of them are very charming, and you sort of get caught up in that life. And that, a lot of them talked about just the burnout in the job because of that. Because you're sitting here, you know, like we, we played this up with Jake's in the Courtney story, where, you know, you're seeing just bags of money coming through, and like some guys were telling me, you know, I got to go home and pay a parking ticket, or I got, you know, you know, I can't pay my son's, uh, you know, tuition or something like that. And I'm seeing billions of dollars just roll through here, and it's real hard to, to maintain that line. And, you know, the, con- the, the conceit of the show and the concept originally was to really play with those sort of, sort of moments. And, you know, it's TV, so we took it really, really far. <laughs> It was so good. I want to touch back real quick on when Ari says that he was born in it and that Briggs chose it. I it almost made me angry because it made me feel as if in that moment that Ari was a good guy. Because if you really are born in it and you know nothing else, it's it's like what you're supposed to do. It's the same way that you would want to almost take pride in your family, whereas Briggs... He did. He chose it. He didn't have to be this person. He could have right. done it the right way, but regardless, I was just like, oh, right. man, yeah. had I met Ari, he would have messed with my head. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to that example, um, there's the, the episode a couple of episodes ago when, when Paige ends up you know, killing Tauros. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to make him a bit sympathetic in that moment, and he tells the story about how the Sarkissians brought him in, and, you know, and the problem was when we, we looked at the episode, we were like, I think you might be too sympathetic because you kind of like the guy in that oh, moment. Oh, yeah, we loved him. Yeah, yeah. Going, wow, so 
kind of a sad guy, you know? Yeah. It's like he, they, this family took him in, and like you said, this is all he knows, and Ari is just sort of an extension of that. Yeah. So, you know, but again, it's uh, good. I'm glad you guys felt that way. Yeah. And we did our job right. It was yeah. weird, because I, I was one of those things where, I remember when I was a kid watching The Goodfellas and wanting my dad to be like, my dad be, to be like that. You know, I was like, oh, I wish my dad, you know, why mm-hmm. would you think that something like that is cool? But... I mean, yeah. I don't know. Even though Ari was killing all these people and, and Toros was, I felt as if I if I was friends with them in real life, I think I would look the other way. Yeah, yeah. That's horrible, <laughs> though. That's so bad. I'd no, be like, I you know, what, what, what you yeah. do is your business. I, I'm still going to love you no matter right. what. Well, Dan Shattuck, who I mentioned, is my number two, did a great job. Because when we first started doing it, he really took took the reins on writing uh, writing Ari's voice. And mm-hmm. I think he really nailed it, especially right off the bat, because it was so tough to make a guy, like you said, who was... Mm-hmm. That brutal. I mean, you can you know cut the kidneys out of a guy, which USA made us tone it back. So originally, it cuts the cuts the kidneys out while he's still alive. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, you know, guys, no, we're maybe we got Mr. Robot on, but no, you're yeah. not doing that. Um, well, you know, when he's smoking that cigarette while he's doing yeah. it, was just such a perfect touch because it just showed you how relaxed he was. And you know how cigarettes mm-hmm. are very symbolic as far as what they're doing and how they're feeling mm-hmm. at that moment. I was like, this guy, it's just another day on the job, right? Yeah. Just another day. It's like it reminded me, like at, you know, restaurants shifts after your shift what do you want to do just smoke a cigarette outside real quick ah let me relax oh man like, I this had this, just having a nice cigarette while he's cutting these kidneys I out. had this table man they wouldn't tip me so I took the kidneys <laughs> out it was terrible it was a whole thing <laughs> Well, tonight, I, we were watching the episode, and I said, I'm not ready to say goodbye to Ari. And I, it's just, you guys did such a great job of making us love the bad guy, which only made everyone in Graceland seem that much more. It's like, you know, we're loving the bad guys as practically being the good guys. Mm-hmm. And the good guys are not the bad guys to us. So I thought you guys did such Thank an you. amazing yeah, job I, this season. I think season. we've done a good job. I mean, we had, you know, Carlito, who was fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. and then Carmine, who played Sid, who I thought did a fantastic job, and then now Ari, who I think just really kind of knocked it out of the park for all of them. So we've had a pretty good run of bad guys, I think. Well, it's also the character arcs have kind of locked into each other. So we have uh, everything that happened with Johnny last Mm -hmm. season and this season with Lucy and things like that. That's it, it never feels like the experience has never happened. It feels like they're drawing on the experiences in the scene. Yeah. So in the scene with Johnny and Jake's, and especially Johnny with Briggs, Briggs is manipulating Johnny by saying, "Yeah, I screwed this. I screwed this guy's puts. You know, the the girl. <laughs> oh, it's a crime, guys. Girlfriend, you mm-hmm. can. Hey, let's have a relation here, and now you're going to work for me, and I'm going to manipulate you. And then you have Johnny and Jake's, which. Johnny was with the crime cross's daughter, and he's trying to be somebody he wasn't when he first met her, and then Mm. the relationship built on a lie couldn't work for Johnny. And that's why Lucia went away, is because Mm. it couldn't work. And now Jake's is literally going down the same path that Johnny was, and Johnny is the only person who kind of knows what it's like and is warning him, hey, like, don't do it. We love you here. This is everything. Like, I think... The most telling thing is that Jake's didn't leave without a word. He did say, like, I love you, man. Yeah. Like, that's, it's very rare, especially because it's those two, and they've always been the ones to butt head the most. But often when the people who fight the most are the people who care about each other the most in some respects. So it was nice to see the development in Johnny's character with the other people in Graceland before he left. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's super fed up with Mike, and he's definitely fed up with Briggs. So him... Johnny and Charlie are really the only ones that I feel could connect with Jake's in a coming season mm-hmm. because everyone else has kind of burned that bridge with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't want to say burn bridge, but I do like the line that Paige gave because it, she said, okay, the fact that you guys make sure to tie in everything from all the seasons and how they're feeling, it makes it that much more realistic. So you understand why they're being manipulative or why they're acting the way that they are. But when Paige goes, you know, whatever you decide, 
I understand. I like that she didn't say I support, but I understand right. because the entire time I was thinking too, you can't get mad at them either way because of everything that's happened. Well, you'd think that Paige couldn't get Mike for get mad at Mike for stupid reasons anymore. No, but it's just, but, you know. But well, that's it, sort of the thing, but, you know, in reality, you probably do. Right. Um, they all got to the point where they couldn't do anything, and they couldn't rat on each other, because everyone had something. That's why Mike's like, everyone get a good lawyer. Was there a point in the writer's room where they're just like, all right, guys, we have to make Paige likable again? <laughs> um, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, I was surprised by how, how, how much, how often people attacked her last year mm-hmm. for doing this to Mike, because, you know, we were sitting there going, well, he did lie about the murder and burn the body. Yeah. <laughs> and then people were like, yeah, but, yeah, but we like Mike, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, the, the one thing, um, you know, we're sort of fond of saying over there, it's like, you know, I think I think network, networks especially get hung up on characters who are really likable. And I think there's a huge difference between likable, relatable, and watchable. You know, I mean, Walter White's a perfect example, I think, yeah. of a character who may not be the most likable or even relatable, but, man, he's watchable, you know. She doesn't like Breaking Bad, so just ignore <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that that was something when we approached, because I remember after season one, people were like, oh, you can never redeem Briggs. And it's like, we saw the testing, and, you know, especially women were like, we love Briggs. We know we can change him. You know? Yeah, <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're, we're like, sign me up. Yes. I'll help. I know what I can do to make him better. Yes, we are. So, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just down here in Malibu. But, uh, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, it's like... Uh, we we didn't say that about Paige as much as it was just like okay let's take it forward and we wanted to make her guilt feel guilty about things mm-hmm. um, which she should have and but at the same time you know I think a little part of her felt justified in what she did um, but she was okay I made a huge mistake but the guy didn't die so mm-hmm. you know moving forward um, I was going to say something important about something oh we're talking about Jake's a minute ago mm-hmm. and you would ask me oh I know Jake's big secret with Briggs yes I, I don't want to forget that just because that's one of my favorite things we did this season because um, we've had that percolating since season one we mentioned it and to be honest we had no idea what it was <laughs> and we kept thinking so the problem is anytime you do that it's like there's a big secret no matter what you do it's never going to live up to the hype but I actually thought what we came up with kind of lived up to it which was kind of awesome I feel like it's kind of like installing walls and knowing you might have a wire to pull through somewhere so you just leave the coat hanger <laughs> a little bit yeah. you're kind of like mm-hmm. you know I don't know what's this going to be but I'd like to have the out if we need the out yeah and we kind of were you know when you're breaking things in the writer's room you're sitting around and it's like hey wait we have that secrety thing right well what if Jake steals the $9 million to give to Riggs. Oh, cool, and then he can walk with it at the end, you know. So, okay, then we needed to come up with a secret, and I mean, just just to tie back into his son and this guy who, you know, this pedophile in the neighborhood, it was just nice, you know. Just it was, And Larry Tang is our producer-director who shot 12 and 13, um, and that just killed both those episodes, just nailed them, too, So because that could have gone horribly wrong in so many ways. Right. But... No, it was good because you could, uh, at least everyone was all right with Jake's killing the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think anybody even dropped, you know, blinked an eye. Exactly. Oh, so you're like, oh, guy. of course, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> you know? makes somebody super unlikable. Yeah, right. exactly. But I did like that they did put in that little part where Jake's goes, you know, he had acted as if he had done it before. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it just uh, makes you feel weird about Briggs again. But yeah. I can't even be mad at him. I feel like I'm part of Graceland and it's like, whatever, this is my family. This is who I must love. This <laughs> <laughs> Two interesting things about, or three interesting things about this season. Um, Lucy Liu directed an episode. Yes, episode 10 did a great job. How did that come apart? Uh, Larry Tang, again, who I mentioned, um, had worked with her. Um, I think he did an episode at Elementary. And she directed just a couple episodes over there. And Larry kept, oh, she's great, she's great. And we were all sort of like, eh. you know, right. I was like that too, and I was really yeah, worried yeah. about it. And I got to say, she showed up, and I happened to be out there for that episode. And, man, she nailed it. I mean, cast loved her. She did a really good job. It was one of our better episodes. I mean, really well 
well-directed, Tim. She was super prepared, knew exactly what she wanted. I mean, she was great. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, back. The second thing was, I think it was episode six or seven, um, with the the cigarette where they set Ari up with everything and at the yes, very end yes, he yes, realizes yes. Um, the episode wrong four but yeah it's episode four mm-hmm. okay yeah that was one of our favorite episodes that's one of my yeah. favorite maybe the fact I brought this by the way this is a yeah, yeah. Okay. Right there, Sarah, kind of is, yeah. before he burned it down before yeah um, but uh, yeah one of my uh, maybe one of the, my favorite episodes I've ever done in TV to this point wow. right collar included so that was a really hard episode and. It was a, sort of our memento episode, mm-hmm. and yeah, there were so many moving pieces, and we had to work so far backwards. And at one point, we had a chart up that covered almost the whole room of just you know when things happened and, and all that. So, um, you had a question about the cigarettes? Yes. Uh, no, I was just mentioning the cigarettes. No, 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 no. as far as that's the entire <laughs> episode and scene goes, having mm-hmm. that be the linchpin that basically sets Ari to realize right. is actually a really great thing. Because after, after everything in that episode, I'm like. Got it. Like, it, you slowly piece it together, but at least it's not mm-hmm. past the pace that you guys wanted right at the moment that you were planning for people to realize it. Yeah, it was, it was a tough one for a lot of things, which, I mean, just the fact that we finally got it to work was, was kind of amazing. Because the network has been pretty indulgent on stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. during the script phase, they're like, are you guys sure this is going to work? <laughs> like, no, we have no idea. <laughs> but, of course, we no, of course it's going to work. It's going to be brilliant. You're going to love it. So, And then the third thing that I have to speak for everyone on the panel and Uh-oh. everyone watching. So do you drive a Toyota? <laughs> I do not drive a Toyota. <laughs> no, uh, my wife drives an Infinity, and I've got a Acura. So, so is it? It's 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 good marketing. It's just very yeah. interesting. It's the first time I've Trust seen. Me. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Th- you know, look, there's things I've done in Hollywood that I'm not proud of. <laughs> You know, those porn movies that I had to shoot back yeah, in the eighties, and then there were those integrations I had to do for <laughs> Kia that year. Oh my god! <laughs> that every episode was oh, gnarly. No, no, no. Can I just say, uh, I'll probably lose our sponsorship. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, Camry, because we're blowing you guys up, too, at After Buzz. That's right, that's right. Um, I'm trying to remember the episode. Was it 11? It was the one where... Oh, it's, it was 9, when Paige kills uh, Tauros, and they're driving back. They're racing back, and it's like, drive fast, Mike, and he pulls up, and the automatic braking kicks in on the yeah. Toyota, and it slows him down. Slows him down. No, that's last That's last no, episode. Last week? Oh, that was last week. Oh, we do it twice. No, oh, we did it okay. twice. The, last yeah, week yeah. was the side... Oh, it was the side. That was the yeah, right, right, lane departure warning, which mm-hmm. I'm guilty of setting off myself. But no, the first one is Mike is coming up at full yes, speed you're right. and almost hits his car and he goes beep beep and stops him and they all kind of glare at him and they're like, you know. Drive safer, Mike. Yeah, he yeah. Goes, yeah. goes, Mike. Yeah, he goes, Briggs goes, just drive, Mike, just drive. <laughs> and the anger the actors put into those lines that was directed <laughs> yeah. at. You Do know, you have right. something against Aaron that he was the driver both times? I know, um, right? I felt bad. I think it's because we just shot all of it in one shot because the, the way it works is Toyota gives us a big chunk of money to go sort of shoot those things. So uh, yeah. we just got a bunch of footage of Mike. So yeah, Mike is the worst driver on well, the good thing I have my hands-free charger here, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, Johnny did that one, yeah. yeah. That was... <laughs> Jeff, you don't have to worry. We know something about blatant advertising because when when you do free content, you have to yeah. blatantly advertise like things like DraftKings. So yep. with DraftKings, your season-long fantasy football team may be going strong, but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy tools to, to the test every week this season at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. Do you have an injured player? No problem. It's like new season every week, so you're never stuck with the same players. And get this, DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. You could turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Believe me, you've never experienced fantasy football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings, guys. 
Go to DraftKings.com right now and use promo code BUZZ, that's B-U-Z-Z, to get a free chance to play for a million dollars in this week in drafts, and that's going on every week. So guys, again, that's DraftKings.com promo code BUZZ, because I know you love this blatant marketing. All right. Hey, I cannot believe you just read that right now. It's I couldn't impressive. see anything. <laughs> I need glasses. Yeah, DraftKings, I mean, if I played fantasy football, that's exactly what I would do. There you go. So. It's Jeff Easton, creator of Graceland, and white collar approved. Yep. Um, no, it's, look, look, it's, it's kind of one of those tough things. Um, if anybody ever wants to go Google um, Subway uh, Subway marketing um, uh, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They have it's the most blatant, horrible thing I've ever seen. Where the uh, I can't remember the, the, the Hawaiian character sits there and explains the sandwich he's eating for literally like three minutes. It's fantastic. Um, well, I'm glad you guys didn't try to incorporate Subway into Jake's secret. <laughs> no, we always get these great it was these great companies. We're always like you know in white color. At least we had like absolute vodka, so Neil can come in and go you know absolute rocks, please. You know, and if he had an accent, he would do it that way. But he, he okay, that sort of works. And then it was always tough when. You know, I mean, we get the car company stuff, which I which I love. I mean, look, here's the thing: it's like the more they do, the more we can do. So exactly. the way I looked at it is, those two ads paid for the big shootout at the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. So right. you know, so instead of save your nasty <laughs> tweets, right? It's like so every gunshot that that already so fires is paid for by that. So, integration. I'm going to do some quick Twitter shout-outs, and then we're going, to de- we're going to dive in some more. So uh, Rosie Coles at Rosie Coles 95 says, What happened to the Season 2 gag reel? Will we be able to see it? And what is the funniest blooper for Season 3? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy, this, the funniest blooper. Uh, season 2, I don't know. I'll have to talk to Fox. I'm surprised that's not out. Um, season 3, probably, having got, just done the rap party back in Jan- uh, July, I would say... Okay, during the season when uh, you know when, when Mike is injured, every time he would fall down, he would make kind of this noise. And our editor one day just Tammy just cut them all together, <laughs> and then added I hate this, they, she added fart noises over them all. <laughs> um, and they asked me if I wanted to keep them, and they laughed really hard. And we were terrified Aaron would lose. And at the wrap party, he asked me if he could get a copy, and so we should have done more. So you know, oh, that's man. Great. good job, Aaron. But, yeah, that's probably the funniest if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> at Prisma. SLG says, how does Jeff Easton conceptualize this season? Start at the end and work back, or see where the starting point takes it? A uh, little bit of both. We knew we wanted Briggs, this, I mean, depending on which storyline you're talking about, but the Briggs storyline, we knew where we wanted to start, which was putting, it was essentially Whitey Bulger, is what we did for him. We wanted to do the Whitey Bulger story. And, you know, in that story, essentially, you had the Sin Eater, who was a real agent who is still serving real time in a real prison. Um, and the idea was to put Briggs in that. And we talked to some of our advisors who said, look, the only way Briggs can get out of this thing in reality, if there is an arrest of, you know, if they arrest Ari and really haul him up, um, that jury will open up everything. They will see Samuel Shea and the fat guy they throw off the bridge and every other person that dies, and Briggs will serve some time. The only way he can cover that up is if Homeland Security comes in, you know, domestic terrorism slaps a, you know, a gag order on the whole thing and it all goes away. So that's what we work backwards from. Um, for Mike's story, a lot of people had asked me if we ever considered killing Mike. No, we never really considered it. What, what I look for, and I, by the way, I brought, I, Jesus, I brought Mike's dream journal in here. So cool. This is, uh, yeah, yeah his, uh, yeah, Look at that, guys. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, 47. Yes. I love that page. 47. It's funny. Somebody goes, where'd you come up with 47? I go, I just thought of them as number out of thin air. And then my wife points out, you know you're 47 years old, huh? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I Wait, guess it's, hey, also, one other little fun fact. His wife name is, his wife's name is Courtney. Courtney. Yes. Yep. A.K.A. <laughs> Jake's okay. is Courtney. That's right. I'm very excited about that. So, um, basically, that was a throwback to when she found $9 million under your mattress. <laughs> it, was, it was less than that, but yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a 
It was What's a quarter and a used cheese puff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Right. That, that was my favorite. Let's try to answer that question. So for Mike, um, <laughs> you know, when we kill it, what we're looking for is, uh, you know, I was a big Six Feet Under fan, and I really love this idea of, like, you know, Mike, you know, had, had sort of been brain dead for a couple of minutes and, re- and remembered something. And what we were looking for really was how could we have Briggs manipulate Mike you know, like, what was the ultimate manipulation? And Mike sort of says the line now. He's like, I, you know, I, I drew Briggs a roadmap to mm-hmm. my mind, and he ran with it. And that was the idea. It's like if Mike comes back and thinks he's been given a mission from God, and God, and Briggs sees that and says, you know what, I can be your God, and manipulates. And that was that was really what drove us forward from everything, from killing Mike, you know, quote unquote, killing him forward. So that was honestly one of my favorite moments watching a television series. And and Stephanie Georgie can cop to this is. When I was doing the after show for the episode after Mike realizes that it was Briggs who put the birds mm-hmm. on the cards, right. and I just like stopped and I was like, wait a second, if he did the birds on the ca- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. if he did the birds on the cards, he did the bomb, he did the sale, right. he did everything, mm-hmm. and I was I was honestly expecting <laughs> it was his- so great. He was like. <laughs> he sat there and I was like, oh no, what did you just think of? <laughs> that was- I I figured it out, but. I was honestly expecting you guys to hold it off a little bit longer to the realization that Briggs was behind the Saren. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you didn't because it made well, the next episode's pacing work so much better. Thanks. I mean, that makes me feel great because that was literally what we were, you know, in the writer's room. It was always like, is this going to work? <laughs> Are they going to figure it out? But you, you nailed it. I mean, originally Mike figures that one thing out, but we figured once you knock that domino over, it falls so fast. You mm-hmm. have to, People will figure out very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, well, if Briggs did the birds and he had to have done the X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. um, it fell fast and then and the question was, once Mike realizes that, how much farther can the story go? And it was really trying to convince every, Mike, trying to convince everybody else in the house that, hey, you really did this, you know. The, but you're a druggie yeah. now, Mike, so nobody. Yeah, exactly. well, that was part of it too, you know. It was Mike, and by the way, can I just ask, Mike is more interesting as the drug drug Mike, right? Am I right? Oh yeah, there there was, I mean, that was Mike. I no, I, want, him, I wanted to knock him out all the time. I was like, <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Well, it's funny because Aaron's vet, you know, he did a great job of playing sort of Boy Scout Mike, and I, but he did a fantastic job. Oh, he totally, he totally embraced it. I mean, he'd come in, he's got the little beard going, <laughs> that long kind of. His whole Echo Park Silver Lake look, no offense. <laughs> I loved it. I just remembered something, though. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought when Maddie left to go to rehab alone mm-hmm. that we would see her body somewhere, we would see her dead somewhere. No. Like, are we just supposed to expect that like, everything's fine with Maddie? Look, Knockwood, we get a season four. No. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Kat, who who played Madison. I thought did a great job because we originally said I bet we can find a great actress who, you know, is missing a limb and we auditioned a ton of people and she kind of knocked us out. A lot of people were like, is that, is it real? So yeah, she was missing a leg. We didn't, we don't have enough money for that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she did, a, she did a really good job I think of portraying I that she, character. I thought that was fake. I don't know why. Oh, really? Yeah. It's funny. We were it's we weird. looked at a lot of shots, and I, I, I would, like, have her move her leg and stuff, because it's going to, you know, it's like, oh, that looks, like, if you're sitting like that, it's going to look like we Greened built it. a fate, get yeah. in bed or something. But no, that was... That oh, was my real. God, that's nuts. Wow. <laughs> look at her. What an all-star. It goes to show how, unex- like, how non-often, how seldomly we see amputees on television, mm-hmm. though. Right. Because yeah. we always assume it's just special effects when right. we see it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually great to, mm-hmm. to actually see that you guys... Because yeah. you know that you'd piss people off if you didn't use an actual amputee in the show. Probably, yeah. We were surprised that... I mean, we were hoping to get a little more press than it did. She was a uh, she was a U.S. soldier and uh, lost her leg during an exercise when she fell off, or rolled off a truck. Really? Um, yeah. But oh, the, the modeling shots when her and Mike are flipping through were real. Those were her real modeling shots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Dang. Um, 
So one of the driving forces behind the season, of course, the biggest driving force was Briggs. Mm-hmm. Whether Briggs is out for himself or whether Briggs is out for his Graceland or whether he's out for Mike or whatever. My biggest thing for the past four or five episodes, maybe six, has been <laughs> the writers Most want us right. the writers want us to hate Briggs, so I'm gonna like Briggs and I'm gonna trust Briggs in what he's doing. So You've found out our plan, Dave. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but because I I felt like if you really think about it, as much as Briggs is looking out for himself, he is helping Mike get off drugs. Mm-hmm. He is helping him right. with this. He, yes. is, he is making him push himself to be a better agent. Right. Granted, Briggs says it this episode, I didn't think you'd be a That's good enough good, agent yeah. to figure out what, what you did. Mm-hmm. But again, Briggs did help him in that respect. Mm-hmm. I think what Briggs' character as a character, because looking at Graceland, we mentioned this the other episode, that... Briggs has always been doing these shady kind of things. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fact that everyone in Graceland doesn't already know this means that he's always constantly surrounded by people who are not as good as him. Right. So to have somebody as good as him introduces a new experience to Briggs and can kind of give him a new, a new experience. And yeah. This is the first time that Briggs is experiencing other people being affected by what he does so closely with them knowing that it was him that did it. Right. I think that's the thing, because he could, he could do something that's a shady deal that ends up getting somebody in Graceland shot, but if they never know he did it, he'll never really experience the, the hatred from them or the feelings mm-hmm. or the emotions. This is the first time everyone in Graceland knows what he's doing and knows that it, he's the one who did it, so he has to deal with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very, uh, it's a cool kind of character concept, but I'm Interested to see where they're going, where you guys are going to take him well, next season. Yeah, it's. T- I mean, part of it's like it's very hard to think season to season. We usually like just try to make a really cool season and then pick up the chips and see what <laughs> happens if they give us a season. Um, for Briggs, you know, look. I mean, if you want to know what what happened in our minds, you know, he, he gets pa- paired with Ari, and Briggs is not the kind of guy again to sort of take that sitting down. It's like you're going to make me the sin eater. He says a nice line to Lo- Logan, where he's like, "Then pile it on. I'll take all the sin you got." You know, and once. In episode four, which is you know this one, um, where again one of my favorite episodes, where they where they try to they try to get Martoon to kill Ari, and mm-hmm. it goes horribly wrong, and they kill Colby. Then episode five is when we decided that's when Briggs came up with this plan. Now the problem is he's just come off this episode where he had everybody help him in a very good way, and it goes horribly wrong, and they kill somebody. And at the beginning of the episode, everybody goes of episode five, everybody goes, dude, I'm not helping you, we're out. Mm-hmm. So Briggs goes, hmm. I have to get him. How am I going to do this? And Mike has just handed him his dream journal and says, yeah. hey, and Mike Briggs goes, hey, there's a roadmap I can follow. And that's when the plan begins to coalesce. And so for Briggs, and this is the thing that I love about Briggs, is he can kind of hold two thoughts or, or two, two concepts in his mind. When, you know, when Mike goes through rehab and goes, goes through that... Uh, you know, goes through that detox. Briggs is there for him, and it's a genuine thing, and they are friends in that moment. But he can turn right around after that and sort of say, "Yeah, but I'm going to manip- manipulate the hell out of you." And you know, for me, it makes an interesting character. And you know, some of the some people have asked me, it's like, "What do you do with Briggs in season four if nobody trusts him?" It's like, "That's okay. I'm cool if nobody trusts him, and I don't care. I mean, if Steve's the only one that likes him, that's right. fine too." <laughs> um, no, well, that's we'll flip it. it. You know, I think this year you kind of end up liking Paige, okay? I yeah. think, and but, yes. everybody hated her last year. So. Paige comes out likable. Mm-hmm. Briggs comes out, of course. Everyone still loves Briggs because he's so interesting. He's mm-hmm. such an interesting character. Everybody loved Reese, even though yeah. he, he got killed. Yeah. He was like the most diabolical person in the mm-hmm. world when yeah. you first he met him. He was j- literally a psychopath. And he yeah. throws Cheeto off a bridge. And, yeah. <laughs> Chester um, Cheeto, yeah. Another thing, the season begins, the end of the first episode is literally Briggs confessing to everyone on the beach, talking about what Graceland should be and how he wants to yes. bring everyone together. And right. then by the end, he's basically completely warped that to only suit himself. Right. 
Yeah, but it almost complements the entire plan, considering they're all in this positive mindset. He's like, good, I kind of have them where I want them again. But you know what? I think this is exciting, because the fact that Jake's was like, I don't even respect you anymore, it it, bring, it, it pushes Briggs to this different level of who can he become, and can he be even better than what he is? Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, I've always appreciated the same thing. I was like, how does Briggs always you know, have two, like five things going on in his head at the same time? It, more or less the entire plan because sometimes when he thinks on the spot you kind of notice it but all it does is just make the entire rest of the situation and or plan work out mm-hmm. it's just it's a trip so let's Especially let's actually for a TV show let's dive into Jake's real quick sure. okay um he's kind of been he's been such a side character mm-hmm. the entire season until episode 11 right um, when he meets Courtney uh was was the plan always to lead into season four with Jake's as being a very main character? Uh, yeah, look, I think Brandon is he's one of the best actors I've ever worked with. The guy's fantastic, and you know it's it's been tough because we you know he's unfortunately he's always kind of gotten you know like like bottom billing on the show, um, and really you know him and Johnny have such a great dynamic, which is really nice, and it really wasn't by choice. I mean, in earlier seasons we we had him really you know paired up with his with his son and a lot of that stuff and kind of interesting storylines. Um, but this year we wanted to bring him in earlier, but we sort of had so as you know such a dense story and so many things going on that we just kept kind of pushing the Jake's Courtney storyline a little farther and a little farther. And then we finally went, well, I guess we can cram it into a couple of episodes here. Um, but, yeah, starting at the beginning when we really talked about it, it's like Brandon, again, had been like, dude, I want to shave my head. I seriously can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These drinks, you know, I mean, he, he, they smell, or, you know. No, because you don't wash your hair. No, yeah. you yeah. wash for 15 years. Can you imagine not washing your hair for no, 15 absolutely. years? Do you know what they found in Bob Marley's head? Really? It's disgusting. They really? found, like, an actual lie, like a lice, really? like a like a like a huge mama one. <laughs> So he'd been pushing us really hard every year. Can I cut my hair? Can I cut my hair? And so we said, you know what? What if, you know, what, what would it take to have him cut his hair? And okay, let's uh, let's have him run. I mean, every year, like I always sit down the, before the season with all the actors. Let's have him run. I just yeah. imagine uh, just like that. Being like, what's well, going to take? Get me a hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, Annie's fantastic. Um, but but each each year I would sit down with, with him before the season. Like, Manny, you know, year, two years ago was like, I go, what do you want to do this year? He goes, oh, no, oh man, really challenge me. I don't know. Like, maybe I'll make out with a dude or something. <laughs> That's, I'm not kidding. That's what? what? Okay. Kurt, no, I'm not kidding. He's like, push me. And this year he said, he goes, dude, I just want to, like, get ripped up. I want to, like, train maybe UFC or something. We're like, well, what about boxing? Okay. So. Done. He killed it with that scene mm-hmm. of, uh, with oh. Javi. Yeah, those are great. So good. Um, those abs. <laughs> those are all special effects. Just. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't tell me that charcoal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, plan on uh, going no, on a date with fantastic. him. <laughs> no, Manny looked fantastic. But, um, you know, so for Brandon, it was like cut my hair, and we sort of had worked backwards from that. It's like the only thing we could do really would be, you know, it's got to be a huge, you know, there's got to be this giant phoenix moment for him. He's got to rise from from that ash, and so let's get let's let's knock it way down, and then have him emerge. So that was so emotional. It was great for scene. me when was he was really kind of like, scene. God, that was incredible. Especially just because at the end of the day, even though he was upset about having to run away and everything, people are attached to their hair. I mm-hmm. feel like I know he wanted to get rid of it, but I just felt like that part was a little sad too. Like, oh my God, I have to get rid of this. Like, yeah. you know, that's work. Well, Fox yeah. was worried. They're like, you know, we have USA? a felicity moment. USA was cool. Fox, was, the oh. studio was like. Uh, you guys sure about that? <laughs> that was a city oh, moment. Well, at least he kept the beard. Right? That was a yeah, big exactly. moment, right? Yeah. Now you just gotta hope to God you don't have to film any more flashbacks for a while. Uh, well, that, I don't know if you guys knew this, but last year Aaron Tavet 
had gone out and gotten, gotten like a buzz cut right after we wrapped, and we had to go back and film some new scenes for the finale, and we had $5,000 to make an Aaron hair wig. <laughs> it's fantastic. Wow. It's, a, it's, it's really good. I mean, you wouldn't know the scene. Can I be Aaron for Halloween? Can right? I, you know, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> um, We're going to be the Graceland cast. That would be so cool. I'm, I'm going to choose Charlie. Okay, good. I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> the hair matches a little better. Hey, I can be Charlie's little sister. Perfect. <laughs> Chuck, call me Chuck. That's, good. That's, good. That's pretty good. Um, all right, so Jake's character, of course, we wrap up with him going basically on the run. Johnny mm-hmm. tells him, in foreshadowing, of course, you know they're all going to have to chase you. I'm going to have to chase you. So it kind of leaves room for Graceland to maybe go after Jake's if it yeah. becomes a case to go after. Um, it's interesting to see who's going to want to because... Technically, the money never existed, if you really think about it. It's right. never been counted. It's all drug money. So if Jake disappears with the money, it's just like it's if it was Briggs's go-bag, nobody would have ever known it existed. So the only reason he, he told... He says that. It's no one's money. So it's really going to be probably Charlie's prerogative or Johnny's prerogative to go after Jake's mm-hmm. because Charlie's the one who's so affected by what just happened, mm-hmm. uh, especially. And we'll get into her character uh, in just a second. Um, I do want to ask... Was there a decision? Because my my whole thing was I, I I expected Briggs to get away, Jake's to end up becoming the sin eater by not Briggs's fault, but mm-hmm. through just circumstance, and then forcing Briggs to return next season to help with that. Was there ever a decision to uh, prevent Jake's from going to jail, or did you ever think about putting him in prison? Uh, no, you know, that, look, there was, we toyed with the idea of having Paige commit uh, like a robbery to actually put herself in prison at the end is kind of a. You know, mea culpa, kind of a martyr redemption for that. Um, that was about it. I mean, we the problem is that the easy thing would be to have Briggs run. You know, you know, we gave some serious thought to it. I was, I had these momentary fantasies about you know doing Justified with Mike and Briggs kind of <laughs> up against each other. Um, but now, for the most part, we the, this was the idea from the, from the get go, really. Cool. Well, I feel like it, it was perfect. Yeah. That well, last you. scene. Was nuts because I just it portrayed everyone's character perfectly. Charlie's the mama bear. Johnny is like that baby that kind of needs to be catered to. Paige is always in her own shit. <laughs> you know, I love her though because this this season at the end of the season, I really liked that she became such a loyal person. Like that was my B I T C H again. And Mike's back to being Boy yeah. Scout and then and then Briggs was just kind of reflecting. Honestly, when he was sitting there, I felt like he was planning again. That's all, you know. <laughs> the last scene of this the the last scene of the season really felt like a promo. I, I, like the way the camera pans yeah, out, yeah, the obsession kind of like, commercial at the end. Yeah, then. it's yeah. like I'm gonna highlight over him, then I pop forward, and it's kind of like so and so is this. <laughs> pop over the next one uh, in a good way, though. It was very cinematic. The lighting was great, and everything looked really perfect. good. Jumping into Charlie, she's yes. had the most roller coaster of mm-hmm. everything this mm-hmm. season. She's yeah. lost a baby. She's come to terms with the fact that Briggs is Odin. She has gone after something only to have the dog cha- catch the car, mm-hmm. basically, and now she's in a position where her and ex- she has a birthday. And she had a birthday. Happy birthday, Charlie. Yes. Super happy birthday for Charlie. But honestly, he puts a fern up with Christmas ornaments on their birthday. Get the hell out of here, Charlie. Stop. (laughs) So her character's really left obliterated. I don't. I really think if anyone can go on a downward spiral, it has to be Charlie. Like, what do you guys think are in, is in store for this character now that no. she's had her baby taken away from her? She is now had Briggs, who's the only person. That's who, what makes Charlie Charlie. I mean, not everyone breaks down and becomes weak. Like, there are plenty of people in this world who have gone through the most effed up things in their life, but they're they're part of Hollywood. They're doing, you know, they're creating shows and 
our hosts or whatever, like doing their thing. I think she's 100% capable of just taking that, like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and just making her that much more of a badass uh, agent. And if she does break down for a little bit, every person's allowed that. I think... I, th- I don't think it'll be spiraled. I agree that she, every person gets, like, what doesn't kill you make you stronger, but I feel like <laughs> having, her, numb. having her baby lost, numb, like, destroyed her. Taking the criminal out is what she put her effort into, mm-hmm. numbed her, and now this is kind of the hay that breaks the ham- camel's back, I feel like. I right. feel like to move her character forward, I want to I see a different ch- side of Charlie, I think. I think we'll just see a brutal side, because the only thing that I can think of happening to a woman, and especially one like her, is that after something like that, well, you know what? It happened to me. I don't give two shits if it happens to somebody else, <laughs> and that's it. That's interesting. Hmm. I mean, the only thing I can say, Vanessa actually texted me a couple of days ago and said that one thing she really wants to do next year is, I don't know if you recall. Kill somebody. No, the, the, uh, the lap dance she performs in Tarantino's yeah. Death Proof, she said, she goes, I really want to do that. She said she choreographed that herself and she wants to do it on the show. So that's Get one thing it, I can say that I'll definitely do. Um, look, the thing, Vanessa is a fantastic actor. I mean, she, she has such an emotional range. And, you know, we kind of jumped the gun, I think, in making her pregnant because we were sort of like, let's do this. And then we kind of didn't know what to do with it. And the network and studio had really pushed us. They said, look, if she's going to lose the baby, don't have her trip and fall down some stairs or something like that. So we kind of worked backwards. One of our assistants had come up with this Ibogaine, this idea of this stuff, as, as the one guy says, you, you know, makes you trip balls when, yeah. you're, when you're on it. And um, so we were like, well, how cool would that be if Freaking that's how she loses? Angel dust. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, let's, let's, how, how, what, if she, what if that's how she loses the baby? So we came up with this idea of brilliant. doing it and kind of this really, you know, interesting, almost like sort of swamp music video thing. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa really, I mean, she chose to be naked in the scene on the shower floor. And she was. She no, mm-hmm. no cover-up or anything. She just did it. And you got to get into it. Oh I appreciate God, yeah, that. It's, 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 it That's so what great. makes it that much so more kinda, emotional and real. Yeah, like the previous question. We sort of worked everything backwards from that moment of she really wanted to have that, that moment of loss, and we kind of worked the season backwards to hit it, so... That was great. That's I like that you did choose the drug because you're right. Had it been some stupid thing Should like fall down the stairs. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what every you know. If it's a cop show, it's like, oh, the chase went bad. And, yeah, exactly. You know, so that scene for her was amazing, and I feel like <laughs> maybe. She and Briggs, for different reasons, maybe they'll set out to go get Jake's together. Maybe. maybe. I think Johnny four. would. You don't, I don't think know. he would? I feel like Johnny's pissed and Johnny wants to go get him in a bad way. Um, but to get, Charlie, to Charlie and Briggs want to kind of yeah. cover it up and save him is, is how yeah. I think yeah. maybe what's going on. Well, but, John, but Jake's left it on a good note. He's like, I love you, man. But that's that's what, Jeff, you just said. What? Maybe, maybe Johnny wants to get him before anyone else does. Maybe. Because if, if something happens to throw Jake's in the line of fire... No, like, we're a family. We are going to stick together, okay? I don't care what anybody says. God. You know, it's interesting. If, if they're chasing him for a different reason. Right. If they're chasing him mm-hmm. to save him. Or if Courtney's not who she, we think he, she is. That, she's probably not. So just like my wife, you know, there's layers. <laughs> Yeah. Us women, we're like onions and layers, lots <laughs> right? of layers. Yeah. But yeah, we, we hopefully will find out. Knockwood, there's a season four. We find yeah, out. Oh more. my god! If I, I she hurts say, Jake's, I'll kill her. I thought it happened very quickly that mm-hmm. she went from straight laced lawyer to being well, super happy mind, to run away. What we sort of set up is that Jake's really it's 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 the moment for us when Jake decides to run when Mike says get a lawyer that's right. it and it just you know Courtney's is the icing on the cake it doesn't hurt that she's not bad on the eyes either right but it's like you know what what else do I have to do if I'm gonna I can either take this money and go or I can end up probably lawyering her up and going to jail and I don't want to do that the real question you know like the network fought me on that little VO at the beginning where Jake's is saying what do you want you know at the, mm-hmm. the very beginning of the episode um, but for me it was sort of like 
planting the idea that Jake doesn't know why she's not super happy to actually. Well, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say why Jake's. Why Jake's is wondering why she is cool with this. I yeah. mean, like, what kind of woman goes? Oh, you're a money lender. You got nine million dollars. All right, I'm in. Um, so he's got to be asking himself those questions, and hopefully, we'll have time to answer them next year. I mean, I I thought the same thing, but I thought that it it had to do with the fact that she's used to defending these criminals. Right, yeah. So it was one of those like realization things. I'm not sure, but I thought, she, yeah, well, not an epiphany, but. No, just where if you, let's say if I grew up like, okay, I have friends who like have robbed houses and done this and done that. And not that I'm, I condone it, but it's one of those things where it's like, it happens. You know, people who do that. You have layers too. (laughs) (laughs) This one's deep. But I'm just saying like, you, you know, people, people are people. And so it's just, what if she's just that cool girl though? You know, I don't know. Part of it's like, look, you know, these guys who do undercover work, I mean, essentially they're con men in their own rights, you know, like Ari is screaming at Briggs, you're a bad actor, you know, which is an ad lib on Reese's part. And (laughs) I was so, I was this close to cutting it, but we kept laughing. So I saw you guys laugh too, and you're screaming. You're a bad actor. You're a bad actor, Paul. You're a bad actor. But, (laughs) um, and luckily Daniel's not, or I would probably cut it if he sucked. But, um, but you know, it's like, so for Jake's, I mean, he, he, the thing, I'll just tease this, I guess, which is, I think, for Jake's, he feels like, look, I'm starting this relationship on a lie because she doesn't know who I am, and the idea maybe being that he doesn't have a clue who she is, which I think is sort of interesting. And he's just swept up. I think what it was was that initial conversation. He said it mm-hmm. himself. I can't remember the last time I had a conversation with a straight, like a real conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. So in his eyes, it wasn't necessarily a lie because what they spoke about had nothing to do with each other. Right. So that part yeah. was honest. Mm-hmm. It was that, right, that just that first initial attraction, which you can't, regardless of you being undercover or not, that's real. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. She's just... Well, <laughs> what's interesting, too, is um, he says, I mean, he says, what do you want? And Johnny says, you know, like, sorry, I lost the words, but he doesn't even know who he is anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says so himself. Like, they're commit, they're breaking laws. He's doing this for Briggs. Briggs is pushing him in the past of actually being a police officer. So he's not really lying to her. He doesn't even know really who he is because he's just been doing so much shady stuff under the table that, like, what can he even say? I'm a cop, but I have $9 million that I stole for somebody, so what does that even make me anyway? Right. Well, why wouldn't he think to use her as the lawyer? Doesn't she defend criminals? <laughs> well, I think she'd be also, a little too expensive. one thing that I'm going to say, and I hope I don't ruin it for next season, um, what if that was Jermaine's girl? Hmm. Right? Because hey. if I was Jermaine, I'd be like, yo, cool. check up on my dude. Well, exactly. You're, you're not the first one that suggested that, so. Okay. Well, there we go. No, mm. but. We're on to something. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't think I'd appreciate that. Okay. Unless she was like an under-undercover, which I doubt, but. Well, let's just go back to what Jeff said. Maybe he doesn't know Courtney at all. <laughs> Um, before we uh, move on, I do want to do a quick shout out to iTunes. Of course, when the season's off, you guys should go to iTunes as well. And mm-hmm. if you're catching up on Netflix or wherever you go to watch Graceland, hopefully DVRing and watching within the first three days, mm-hmm. uh, you're going onto iTunes, searching After Buzz Graceland, and leaving us a comment five stars. We got one comment from the past week from Katie Stabler saying, "Just wanted to say, Stephen, you do an amazing job recapping the shows. And Stephanie, I can always count on you to make me crack up each and every time during the podcast. Aww. I love this show since season one, episode one. Anything between watching Briggs be shady as." Mama Bear Chuck ruling the house, Pike and Pike, Paige and Mike, and Chocolate <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> there you go, this Brandon. This show is amazing. Can't wait for season four. Keep up the great work, and I'll be praying for a season four. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, 
usually I wouldn't promote other shows that are kind of of the same ilk of Graceland on Graceland, but because it's between seasons, you're going to need something to get your fix of great drama. So, coming up Sunday, September 27th, it's the season premiere of ABC's highly anticipated new drama, Quantico. Quantico is where FBI trains their top recruits. It's where Mike came out yes. of. So, and over 100,000 yes. people go and apply, but only 1,200 get in there. The smartest, strongest, and have the best skills. You've seen Mike shooting a gun. You guys know what it's like. <laughs> now they must All live true. and train together under one roof. But everything changes when a massive terrorist attack strikes in America, and the FBI discovers its greatest fear. One of their top Quantico recruits is a terrorist. So just imagine Mike and Briggs both at Quantico, and Briggs is Odin at that time, and you're like, oh crap. Quantico's kind of small, too. I've Mm -hmm. been there. Yeah, it's a trip. So, which one is behind it all, and which became a traitor? It's an edgier sea drama with a twist, after twist after twist. Priyanka Chopra stars in one of the television's top new shows, The Fall. Don't miss the series premiere of Quantico Sunday, September twenty seventh at ten at ten nine central on ABC. That's again Sunday, September twenty seventh at ten nine central on ABC. And then to go back to our viewers and iTunes, I just have to say, and I can't stress it enough, we are fans of the show, and I talk to everyone about it, so please don't be afraid to share with your friends and just have random conversations, because you'd be surprised how many people agree with you and just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Do it. So I'm going to take, we're gonna, we got about five more minutes left. I want to just kind of take this time, any questions or anything, let's just, let's just hash it out with, sure. this, with this guy over right. here. Quick story, sorry. Telling you this a minute ago, Stephanie, which was okay. The scene, one of my favorite scenes all year, is when when Paige breaks Taurus's nose. Yes, okay, amazing. Very sexy. That little bondage scene that's going on. And what we set up to film that day was you're supposed to tie him up, and then when he was blindfolded, set the use a candle, drip wax on him, and set the house on fire. And Larry called Dan and I right before and said, "Hey, we you know fire marshal thing. It's not going to happen. We can't set the house on fire." So Dan and I looked at other looked at each other and said, "What do we do?" And so a couple minutes into it, we were messing around and I said, you know, what if what if she just decks him and breaks you know, breaks his nose? And we're like, it'll never work. It'll never work. So we, we sent the pages out and he came back. But I just gotta say I think they nailed it because it's one of my favorite scenes and uh Val who plays Taurus and that just killed it there with the I think you broke my nose for next time maybe. Yeah, but you, you know what was so perfect too because it played perfectly into his character and mm-hmm. it kinda made him sexy to me when he was really? like, I mean that was cute, right. but it's cute. <laughs> yeah, that you know, that yeah. was because it was one of those things where it turned him on a little bit, but he's like just relax because I was kinda getting into it but it just shows you mm-hmm. like that's the type of person that pages had she not been an undercover agent they totally would have been together oh yeah and by the way when he went at the beginning of the scene where he's got her up against the wall he breaks yeah. the, that was total ad lib he cut his hand up really bad oh. reset. so really? well done yeah way to commit that, you, that's so funny that you said that because we <laughs> joked me and my friends were joking about that because we're like whoa what are you doing right now because it was too aggressive but hey get it <laughs> So that was that was of course before Paige Ronald Sweeney taught on him, right? Right, yeah. exactly. So I have a question: who who did the book? Who wrote the uh, notebook? The book was I mean some of this is Aaron's handwriting in here, but mostly uh, Nick, who was my assistant, did a lot of the research. We had researched the numbers and everything else, and uh, we sort of mocked it up. And then the art department just really you know did did a great job putting it together for us. Would I be able to read a passage from it? If you'd like to, I mean, I, I was know. reading a little is bit. Is it not that interesting? Show. No, some of it's really interesting. Some of it's actual like the information about the bird, which I'm assuming yeah, yeah, I mean, is it, just filler. A lot of this was just stuff that we had researched and stuff like that. I like that you did choose the number 47 because I feel like that is... I heard once that there are like writers from somewhere that use that number as an homage to Pomona University really? or something like that. That's interesting. But my crazy thing is that I identify with that number because it's almost on every identification that I've ever had. Right. I mean, wow. feel free. Isn't that I random? Don't know. There, there's so many random thoughts in there. But if you, feel, if you see one, you find it. I guess maybe it's probably I not should, the best no. use of time. <laughs> you got five minutes. You can spend it up for I kind of want to read just one little part. Look at master numbers. There are three double-digit numbers that, while they are rooted in the single-digit number, it requires special emphasis and attention. That's just a sentence. 
Yeah, I don't understand. Great. I might need a near-death experience yeah. to understand it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. So... When do you think you'll have word for season four? Uh, we're hoping to hear any day. Um, the fact that we're not canceled <laughs> makes me feel like we're we're probably in good shape. Um, I mean, all I can say is I know Fox and USA are talking about it, so as long as we don't screw something up, I think we're in pretty good shape. Absolutely. that's That was the best thing about watching this entire season was I'm like, yeah, right, we're not going to have a season four. <laughs> I mean, you know, because sometimes it just depends on what people say, but like you said, the whole Netflix thing, that's how... Well, you guys, you were saying that Netflix, we got some... We got good Netflix. Netflix. And then yeah, everyone finally started watching it, because sometimes people don't have the patience to wait every week right. and when you can watch in bulk you get hooked and that's, that's like this is the perfect show to do that fantastic mm-hmm. um what are you working on aside from Graceland right now uh let's see uh, Lynn Weissman who is like uh the big producer director he did uh, Sleepy Hollow and a bunch of other yeah. stuff for Fox he and I just sold this thing it's just called the Space Project right now, but it's uh, it's going to be sort of the Guardians of the Galaxy for Fox, nice. which I'm pretty excited about. So okay. hopefully that'll be next year. And uh, working on that, and uh, really that's about it. Just knocking wood that we get this season four. Yeah, so start yeah. working on that. Is there anything we can do as fans to help them uh, uh, lead sure, in the bug, right direction? Yeah, bug USA, I guess. <laughs> Send bags of money. Lots bags of, of money. Yeah, lots of tweets. Just say you know, come on. And I'm going to ask for four. 15 episodes. You know what? Go for that. Okay. (laughs) Like, just do more, please. Uh, You know, I always have so many questions, but then I realize we just don't have enough time. Oh, well. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for coming in, Jeff. It's always a pleasure. This is fantastic. This is third season in a row. You've come in. Yeah. Yeah. What a champ. Sorry. Champ. No, you're a champ. Uh, shout out to Courtney on the couch, of course. Um, where can we find you guys on Twitter? You can all find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie and on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. Thank you so much for watching us all see- this summer. We love you. Uh, I am on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, it's all at Megan Stecker, M-E-G-A-N-S-T-E-C-H-E-R. Oh, go ahead. Jeff. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jeff Easton, just J-E-F-F-E-A-S-T-I-N. That's just at... Jeff Easton. That's it. All right. Thank you. Um, So I want to give a shout out to David F. Baldwin. Thanks for tuning in all season. Prism ALG, uh, Red Kiwi, Graceland TV UK. They tweet every week, all the time. Mackenzie tweets every week. Yep, Mackenzie at ILHS Dance 2017. Uh, What plans do you have for season four? We talked about a little bit. All the Graceland names, the Graceland TV One, Graceland TV. I'm going to do something really special for a fan because he's been here every single week for the past 13 episodes. Would you, Jeff, yourself give a shout out to Nicholas Melendez yes sure Nicholas Menendez thank you so much man you were the best absolute best yeah. yes make that your ringtone there you go <laughs> make All that right. your ringtone you've reached Nick's phone you're, you're, you're freaking awesome man you're the best <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in all season. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Doc Monhunter, Marcel Sansalon. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up right now if you haven't already. And subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X, as well as I have three more episodes of The Strain and Uncovering South Park and maybe a few other things coming up, guys. And before we go, I just want to say I love you guys. On that Johnny love, though. (laughs) Congratulations for the time in the studio. Yeah, new studio. This is our last night in the studio. Guys, we will see you for season four, episode one of Graceland, entitled I Don't Know Yet. From executive producers Maria, from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye, guys. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.